So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when, when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try and then select take our quiz. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Happy Hour listeners. It's good to be back again this week. And after a week-long break of the show, Clayton season is back at it. And Serena, do we have a lot to cover from last night's episode? We have so much to cover. As per usual, it was absolutely packed with drama and memorable moments, as well as a very exciting appearance from my lovely co-host, Becca, last night. I was so happy to see you (laughs) on my screen. And I'm also really excited because we have Sarah here today, who was the recipient of last night's one-on-one date to chat all about the episode. Yeah, it'll be fun to chat with her once again. Obviously, I spent not enough time with her so it'll be good to bring her on learn a bit more about her um and before that like let's just get into this recap because you mentioned a lot of drama and it felt like at points there was so much drama and it felt like at points there really wasn't that much like I don't know if you recall but that first group date really didn't have much drama at all it seemed like all of the women were getting along it was nice and when that happens you always know in about 10 minutes and two commercial breaks later shit's gonna hit the fan oh yeah i mean i think we kind of saw the continuation of two weeks ago now so two weeks ago we had our episode number two shanae and cassidy were really bringing the drama and i mean it was no different in this episode i think all the drama was centered around Cassidy in the beginning. Then we had a nice little 
chill, happy, lovely period, drama-free, and then back to Shanae at the end of the episode. It's like Shanae is just the, I don't even want to say the gift that keeps on giving, but I will say there were uh, very comedic moments that she was giving us between the feud with her and Elizabeth and the shrimps by the pool and all of the things, which, you know, we'll, we should go in chronological order here. I tend to get ahead of myself, but I wanted to ask you this because... You know, we picked up from where we saw two weeks ago, which is the rose ceremony. That's when Clayton, it was brought to Clayton's attention that he, not he, that uh, Cassidy had been kind of talking, FaceTiming, seeing this other guy back home. I was actually surprised, I will say this, that he sent her home prior to the rose ceremony because just knowing how much goes into a night and knowing that you already have the opportunity to send however many women home at that proper rose ceremony, like that is the time to do it, that it would have been so much easier to just wait and take that rose back then and send her home, right? I mean, I guess so, but it would then make her wait the whole night to then stand at the rose ceremony and be like, Cassie, can I actually have you step up and can I take your rose back from you? I mean, it would have been a really dramatic Which moment. Which would have been wrong. good TV. <laughs> but I, I was impressed that he just said, you know what? The trust has been broken here. Let's end it. Cassidy mm-hmm. went through. I mean, I think I saw her experience like 12 different emotions in like mm-hmm. a four minute span on the show. So she was really well, going through it. But but it was interesting, too, because when he pulled Cassidy aside, she she seemed like she had no idea what he was talking about. She was like, I didn't expect you to bring this up or to be having this conversation. I was like, well, g- girlfriend, why, why did you think he pulled you away? You already knew well, that this was this was being brought up and it was being circulated. Like, well, I, I was so confused about why she was confused. I was too, because she sat down and was like, I know exactly what you're going to say already, which made sense because Sierra had already pulled her aside and said, hey, you know, this was the convo that we had. I just right. want to let you know. So I was like, yeah, of course, she actually does know what's going to take place between her and Clayton. And then she was like, this isn't what I thought you were going to say at all. I don't know why mm-hmm. I came in here so cocky. And I was like, well, then what did you think you was going to say? Truly? Yeah, I, I think um, the word delusional comes to mind. I just think some of these women, and it's not just with Cassidy, it's with a few others, <clears throat> Shanae, they just seem to have this perception in their mind about Clayton's feelings and his connection with them and like situations that aren't fully there. It's bizarre to me. It's very interesting. Um, Obviously, I mean, it was, it was good that he had sent Cassidy home. I think it raised the morale of the other women in the house a bit. And, and I will say it was nice to see him really stand up for once and make that hard-hitting decision I feel like again it would have been easier to send her home at the rose ceremony or to brush it aside but this was I think one of the first times where he really was assertive and was like this isn't right please leave besides definitely the girl who went home night one whatever her name was Claire Claire yeah I mean I agree because I typically think what would happen is that person would just stay the next week because it would be like okay well they already have a rose I mean typically when you have a rose you are guaranteed to move on to the next week and continue exploring that connection but I like that he was like no this isn't going to work out this week next week any week moving forward I know you have a rose but new information has been brought to my attention I've changed my mind you're going to go home yeah. now and it, and it just goes to show how crazy and quickly things can change not how crazy but just how take that part out just how quickly things can change you know of course Cassidy thought she was safe she had that rose she thought she was for sure going into the next week and you just never know and so you really have to 
stay true to who you are and not lie before coming on the show about anything. And uh, she's gone. And yeah. PSA, then- everything is on camera. You're everything. mic'd all the time. And they will play the footage back. So you mm-hmm. can never sit there and say something didn't happen or wasn't said. If we but learned anything from Paradise Serena, it's that everything is always filmed. <laughs> There's cameras everywhere. Uh, but there was some shocking send homes. There's actually a couple people that went home. Um, like Kate. Kate, I was not expecting that, just, that. No, there was a couple people I was did not expect to go home. Same. But. Yeah. It was an interesting start to the week. We then see Clayton do a couple group dates and the one-on-one date, which we'll get into with Sarah, because of course she was the lucky recipient of that date. Um and and that was a really fun one to host. You know what I thought, and I'll say this to Sarah <laughs> when she comes on, when you got you were like, All right, take off all your clothes, like you're gonna just be going in your skivvies. I was like, This girl's wearing a spaghetti strap dress. There's no way she's wearing a bra underneath that. I met with Clayton a little bit before Sarah actually arrived just to kind of chat with him about see how he, you know, just to check in and really see how he was doing. And I obviously didn't want to give anything away, but I could tell he was very nervous. And I was, and I felt so bad because I was like, don't be nervous. You'll be fine. One of one dates are nerve wracking. They just are. They really are. Like Joe and I went on our first one on one and we were like basically committed to each other at that point. I was so nervous. Yeah. Well, I think with those one on ones, I mean, of course, you know, when you're on a group date, it's going to be wild and crazy and dramatic. But those Mm -hmm. one on ones, I feel like there's no middle ground. It's either something overly romantic and just lovely and beautiful and very intimate or you do something super wild and crazy where you're like i would never do this on the first yes. day what? and i feel like we saw that contrast almost with the two group dates this week because the first group date was my personal nightmare at the truth mm-hmm. circle and then the second one was like super fun the lifeguard day where they were at the beach and they right. were you know very we need- baywatch-esque we how do you feel about these group circle dates? I feel like we just shouldn't have them. But I, I hate them. I, I do hate too. Them. I have anxiety so bad watching them for these women. It would be my personal worst nightmare to have to do that. And I mean, oh, Caitlin yeah. so killed facilitating it. The women were so vulnerable, and like I have so much respect for that. But like when I see that dark room with the circle, I'm I'm just. I'm sweating with anxiety. To each their own. It seems like Clayton liked it. It seems like it was very therapeutic for the women. Um, yeah, and- I mean, the saving grace was at least the day part was short. Mm-hmm. And then, because there's a component where I'm like, I almost feel like I shouldn't be like watching and listening to these women's mm-hmm. most personal stories. But I mean, right. there is power and vulnerability and, and them sharing those. And mm-hmm. hopefully there's audience members and women out there that connect can connect with those stories there will be but yeah. i will say i'm glad that it was like a short little snip and then there was a nice long evening portion mm-hmm. where we got to watch a lot of the connections unfold and i loved that evening portion because there was no drama that's yes. i think it was one of the first dates i've seen and that i can at least recall in a while that there was no drama it was clayton focused on each and every one of those conversations and same with the girls it really wasn't until the second group date that we'll get into is like where we really start to see shit hitting the fan again. Um, you know, we'll, he the next day goes on to his one-on-one with Sarah. We'll get into that. Um, but let's finish with the last group date and, you know, the the main uh, woman of the, the show. Main the, the main event. The main event with Shanae. I, I want to know just what are your thoughts on Shanae? Because Joe, Joe and I had very different, like, reactions to her on on this like episode. just overall yeah just overall like like she, do you love her do you hate her do you love to hate her 
Um, no, I, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say I love her. I think my problem with Shanae, and this is where I really struggle with watching her, is she seems, I mean, I wrote this in my notes. The main descriptive word I have for her is manipulative, but mm-hmm. she has this tendency to lie it, it, to Clayton's face. Like she will say something and she'll be like, I had so much fun on the group date with you. It was such a blast today. But then she's talking mad shit in her ITMs and in all of her interviews where she's calling the female, like all of the other women bitches, which I have such a problem with to begin problem with to begin with. But it's just it's like your stories don't add up. And I don't understand why she thinks like none of this is going to be brought to light because you're saying something in all of your interviews, talking shit, saying you hate the day. It was the worst date, blah, 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 blah. But then you go to Clayton and say, I like you so much. I'm having so much fun. It's just nothing adds up with her. And it's just it's a struggle for me to watch because I'm like, I want to reach to the screen and be like, do you not understand again that everything is recorded and this is all going to be aired very soon? And we're all going to see this like two sides that you have. It's like you flip the coin and you're like, how am I going to be right now? Well, and I think what Shanae needs to realize is the girls don't like her for valid reasons, Elizabeth specifically. And just because girls don't want to be your best friend doesn't mean they're bullying you. Just because they're not like, I want to be your best friend. They like Elizabeth can still be respectful and kind to Shanae without being friends with her. Right. So she's saying like, they're bullying me. And she keeps bringing back to like, well, Elizabeth's ignoring me. And I feel like Elizabeth has already addressed, you know, how her ADHD impacts like her I don't know the term I think it's like auditory response Mm -hmm. but her ability to like focus on multiple conversations so she's bringing the entertainment and she's bringing the drama but it's all from a very negative place and I don't see her sticking around much longer definitely well or unfortunately she might stick around a lot longer just because they need some sort of drama right it seems like at this point all of the other women besides Sinead get along it seems like a very happy household in that mansion with all the other women besides that one woman um yeah it's just it's tough for me to watch and it's just I, i'm sure every viewer can attest to this and i'm sure you can as well it's just like watching and hearing all these different sides and then seeing it being pieced together and we know clayton only gets one side it's very unfortunate and like i do feel mm-hmm. for him i feel for elizabeth the other women that have to take part in this because they don't want to be dealing with it it's just it's a lot. And I, I, I think, again, like I don't want to rag on Sinead too much because I know she's going to get it from everyone else. I just Absolutely. wish she was a little bit more respectful in the way that she uses to describe other women, in the way yes. that she uses to describe situations and Elizabeth's ADHD. It's just it's a lot in a, for a lot of different um what do I want to say? It's a lot of putting the other woman down to build herself up. Yeah. Like, I think I, she, like, she made a comment in one of her ITMs, like, what was it? It was, like, oh, this is, like, strengthened my relationship with Clayton. Like, tearing down Elizabeth has, like, strengthened my relationship with Clayton. And it's, like, if you need to tear down other women to, to build, build your connection with this guy, there's like probably relax. just not a connection there. Yeah. Definitely. There was one thing too, going back to just like quotes, and I I put this in my notes because it was one thing that really stuck out. And it was right after Shanae left her conversation with Clayton and went into an interview and she said, I was so good. I was good. I even cried. And I was like, 
See, that's just it's it just seems like fake acting to me. It just and that's really performative and manipulative, very, like you said. Yeah. So, I mean, it will all be brought to light, as the other women on that group date said. It'll all come to light very soon. Um, and with that, obviously, the episode was a to be continued. So we'll have to find out how everything goes down next week between Shanae and Elizabeth and the shrimps and with Clayton. <laughs> but <laughs> until then, um, we do have our guests on very soon. But... I couldn't bring her on until I get your take on this week's fashion. So give me your highlights, any lowlights. Who was your favorite? Who stood out for you? Okay. So I think that my highlights this season, like I'm going to break it down. Rose ceremony, day look, cocktail party look. And I really feel like the fashion was stronger in episode two in terms of day cocktail party looks. But that also just could be because we saw a lot of women in red bathing suits and not Mm -hmm. as much of their outfits. But for the rose ceremony, I'm going to have to give it to our girl, NC. She was rocking a beautiful lemon yellow dress, mm-hmm. which if I remember correctly, I think like an illuminating yellow was on um, Pantone's color wheel for fall 2021 when they filmed this. So she's right on trend. Ooh, it also kind you, of, girl. <laughs> it I also kind of took, it took me right back to like one of my favorite all time movie looks, which is in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. She comes out in that yellow dress. Mm -hmm. So I'm always just such a sucker for a yellow dress. She had the the silver one strap. So it was just, Mm -hmm. it was beautiful. It was really elegant. Um, And then I also want to give a quick shout out to my girl, Sierra, because she had this sparkly body glitter on and Mm -hmm. her dress was like shimmery. And then she had, I just love the body glitter. So that would be like a great accessory add on Mm -hmm. for me. And then for the day portion there was really no huge standouts for my day portion but i am gonna give it to eliza yes. she has had some amazing looks i, mean, I agree she, she's stunning mm-hmm. I, I i look at her outfits and write her name down every single week but she wore a white sundress with a matching strappy white heel so it was elevated but not too dressy because it was like a i think it was like a white linen mm-hmm. like sundress so really really cute And then I'm going to top it off with my favorite date night look, which was Teddy. Now, we didn't see a ton of, like, full gowns. We saw a lot of Mm -hmm. Sinead's white dress, and we saw a lot of Elizabeth, but, you know, a lot of the other girls, less time for sure. But Teddy had a black one-strap, very simple gown on. She wears a lot of nudes, a lot of very simple style, which is kind of in line with what I like. But her hair with that dress, it was just... I loved it. I thought mm-hmm. it was very classic look. Yeah. I want to see more of Teddy. I feel like night one, obviously, the limo entrance, she got that first impression rose and stood mm-hmm. out. And since then, we haven't seen a ton, which I, at this point, it's probably a good thing because she's not part of the drama. Yes. But I also do because I'm trying to be like you, Serena, and uh, pay better attention to the fashion and, and less for, you know, usually I would just focus on the conversations. But I do also want to say... I feel like each week we mention Serene and just how stunning she is. She's always pulled together so well. Very classy, very elegant. But it was the rose ceremony night at the very beginning. She had this beautiful red dress. But what she does very well is she pairs her accessories or her makeup with whatever she's wearing. So she had that bold red lip to match the dress, which you don't see a ton of red lip on the show, which probably is because everyone is making, making out. out but, but <laughs> I she, never I never wore red. I never did I, I never wore, wore one time I, I did the red lip on a group date and I said never again because it was all over my face and I was yeah. like Mm-mm. so yeah she looked stunning and then she I think it was she was on the first group date at the cocktail party she had this beautiful iridescent um like lilac it was like plum. lavender La- yes. yeah and was that was great 
it, it, I just love the iridescent. It wasn't like too glitzy in your face. It was still subdued, but just beautiful. I haven't seen, I would say, fabric or material quite like that on a dress before. It was yeah. stunning. So very yeah. like a like a kind of like a New Year's dress. Mm-hmm. Like I loved it. I was like, I want that for a New Year's party. Yes. It was great. Yeah. It was beautiful. So with that, Serena, it's always fun to pick your brain and get your take because you're just so incredible at this. And I love how you pulled out the Pantone colors. Damn, something I would have <laughs> never known about. <laughs> I love this. Um, that's so much fun. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I think it is time we bring on our guest of the hour. So please help me welcome Sarah to Happy Hour. Welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour, Sarah. It's so good to see you again. How yes, have, I know. <laughs> how have you been since I last saw you? You know, just not like too busy. Just did some things after I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> just filmed a whole TV show. No big deal. Yeah, you know, it was week two and nothing else happened. But <laughs> well, it's good yeah. to see you fully clothed. I know. Yeah. You only got to see me fully clothed for like two segments. So this is good. (laughs) We are very comfortable now. (laughs) I was telling Becca when she told you guys to like jump into your undies. I was looking at what you were wearing and I was like, she's wearing a spaghetti strap dress. There's no way there's like a sports run or anything. No, I, there was one point where I was like, what if you're not wearing underwear? And I'm like, I hope they don't play that. But <laughs> no, they you did. Okay, I, I wasn't. It. And I'm so happy that they did because it, it was so, it was just so like good. you. It was so perfect yeah. because I, I mean, it. starting out, we already knew Clayton was a little bit nervous and he was just yeah. kind of like, oh, how's this going to go? And you were just like, yeah, I'm not wearing underwear, but like, let's say yes, <laughs> let's go for it. You guys were great sports about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a challenge. For sure. But looking <laughs> back now, I can laugh about it. It's, it's so good. You know, it's it, too, it, I'm it's sorry LA. I made you do that. People were less right. probably when they're running. So LA. I know Truly. that's what everyone was saying. They're like, you honestly look like you're a couple working out right now. Like no one's even like turning a second eye. Like they're like, yeah. all right. <laughs> no, no. And you guys matched in like the little black and it was, yeah. it, it was very cute. Um, yeah. Let's get into, before we get into the date and your great conversation yeah. that you had with Clayton that night, I want to go back mm-hmm. to night one. Okay. Um, basically, I don't know if you've listened to Happy Hour, but Serena every week does this fashion recap, and you were actually one of her standouts night one. I and you're did beautiful. See that. Yes, and you looked stunning. That dress was gorgeous. Thank so, you. and and again, you were one of the best dressed, one of our favorites of the night. So, how many Thank different you. dresses did you try on before settling on that stunner? Mm. Literally one dress. I really? saw that dress. Yeah, I saw it. Um, like it's it's a Sherry Hill, so I saw it in her um, fall preview, and I was like, oh my gosh! Like it at the time, like it wasn't available for purchase yet, so I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to get it. And I was just looking around trying to find something, and it was still just stuck in my mind. So having like a background in pageantry, I just called like all of these pageant dress owners that I knew, and someone ended up having a sample of it. So mm-hmm. I bought it from them, and I was like. I just knew like that was the only thing that I felt like super confident in. And for some reason, you know, like once you have that vision of like night one, this is what I'm going to wear. I just like couldn't match it. So literally only that dress for the rest of the dresses. I was a little bit more relaxed about, but right. it was just that it was first beautiful. dress. I knew that's what I wanted. Thank you. I was like, well, that's the one dress I'm guaranteed. I know I'm going to wear. So <laughs> I'm like, we might as well just, you know. And you were you were the first one out of the limo. So you truly did make a statement. And I have to say, yeah. I think you stood out in Clayton's mind. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's stressful at the time because, you know, like I knew I was first getting out of my specific limo. But you don't know at that point if you're 
first or the last limo, you have no idea where mm-hmm. you're at. So all I knew is I was the first one out of mine and I had all the three other girls in the back, like you got it. So (laughs) I just like, I didn't really know what to do. Uh, so got it. I I wasn't first out of the, I wasn't the first one out of the limo, but I was first out of my limo. And I actually have to say, I was happy about that because I think if I had to sit in the limo and watch each girl go do their entrance and I did like a little prop thing, I would have been right. way more nervous. Like we pulled up and like, get me out of this thing because I yeah. just want to do my entrance. I was so nervous. Do my entrance and keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. See, Honestly, I, I was glad. <laughs> I would have wanted the opposite because I wouldn't have really? wanted everyone's. I mean, obviously a lot of people That's are true. already watching you to begin with, but I wouldn't want mm-hmm. all these women who are basically competing for this man's attention to be watching me. Also, I'm very awkward and I never know what to do with my hands or anything. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would have, I would have wanted the reverse, but yeah, no, I hear you. I was wondering that. And then they told me after the fact that like, we couldn't hear anything that far away. Like we could just see you walking. Right. So I was like, okay, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I agree. That would have been kind of weird if they could just like hear me talking to him, but <laughs> right. well, you guys had <laughs> such an eventful episode one and it must be really crazy for you guys because I know that experiencing it and then watching back the highlight reel of all the drama is so different. Yeah. Was there anything yeah. watching it back that you were like, I didn't know this happened or you're like, I remember mm-hmm. that. And you have like behind the scenes info for us. So, um, so when I was talking to Clayton, um, that's actually when the Claire stuff was going down. So I missed it completely. And, you know, we were back by the fireplace, like having conversations, smashing the printers. So like things were loud. We were really <laughs> occupied. And then I come back into like the main living space of the mansion and everyone's like crowd around Claire, she's, you know, saying her stuff. And I was like, I think I missed something because I don't know what anyone's talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so people had to kind of fill me in. Um, but conveniently, I did miss that um, little thing with Claire. <laughs> Were you a fan of the show? So did you kind of know mm-hmm. what to expect with night one and as the weeks progressed? Um. I think I like thought I knew what to expect. I don't know. So like the reason I was introduced or or was on The Bachelor in the first place is one of my friends from home, Holly Julian, was actually on the show about like 10 years ago now. And she met her husband on the show. So she's, you know, told me about it and what to expect. But again, that was like quite a while ago. So Mm -hmm. I think even season by season, things are so different. Um, So I like didn't know for sure. Um, You know, everyone tells you that's probably the most like TV night of all so I was expecting it to you know be a little bit more like organized and and strategized but it was actually a lot more calm and like intimate than I was anticipating it to be because you know like you watch the show and it's this picture perfect moment there's the music playing but in real life we're like just walking out and talking silent silent (laughs) yes we forget that that part is not like the romanticized part is not actually happening in real life Mm -hmm. so um I was trying like not to be awkward um and I mean like you know they just kind of grab you and they're like you're gonna go talk to him and I was like right now and they're like yeah Mm -hmm. walk over right now and go talk to him and I was like I'm not ready it's too simple like it feels (laughs) too simple like I need a preparation or something (laughs) that okay I want to ask you this and this is something I I'm surprised I haven't asked another guest because Mm -hmm. you know especially night one everyone for the most part whether it's with the limo entrance or their first conversation with the lead they have something planned right like they have something cute something to get to know each other whatever it might be Mm -hmm. did you 
have many of those. Like, were you the type of person that's like going into the night, like, okay, I need to have this. I need to do this. Please help me execute this. Or were you just more like fly by the seat of your pants, wherever the conversation leads? Like, let's just go there. You did the mini Wreck-It Room, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. Night one. Yeah, night one. Yes. I would say I was kind of a mixture of both. Like in the beginning, I did it more as like an icebreaker kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as, as it progressed, like it just kind of naturally happened when you lucked out too because you had one of the first one-on-one dates it's not like you had to wait till week four or five to get that alone time with him so you guys could really Mm -hmm. start off on a solid foundation and build from there which is I mean you really went you weren't the first one-on-one date which is always kind of nerve-wracking you were in a good spot Mm -hmm. yeah no honestly I was really like happy to get the second one um just because you know I was coming off of the first group date which let me warm up a little bit luckily that you know went smoothly for me so then getting that second one-on-one was just the perfect momentum to kind of keep it going. Um, so yeah, I mean, in the back of my mind, I was hoping like, oh, we had such a good first group date that this will be the perfect time for a one-on-one. And like you said, it didn't give me too long, like too many weeks to sit and watch everyone else get one or like get in my head about it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was still kind of in that like naive phase of not really knowing what to expect. So I was just showing up versus later on when you, you know, are thinking more about it. So I think it was like a good, for me I had the same experience as you Sarah where I had the second um okay yeah the second Mm -hmm. week one-on-one too and I I can totally relate to that because I remember having like an amazing first night and first group date and then being like all right and it is kind of a nice time because you've got that like Mm -hmm. small talk like do I even like this person's like initial first impression over with but I want to take it back for a second from your Mm one-on-one date because you won the red flags challenge on (laughs) the first group date which was (laughs) very impressive (laughs) I I really liked that activity did you guys have fun doing it yes honestly that was one of the most fun days like I've ever had and especially on the show it was so fun um it I don't know how like going in we were obviously really nervous because we like just met you're with eight other girls we're answering these really like personal questions we're stripping down and wearing all white like we know we're about to get messy we're we know we're about to compete but for some reason we all were just laughing having a good time like I truly laughed just the entire time like Mm -hmm. I think at the end once I won he was like trying to kiss me and I was just laughing so hard (laughs) I was like I'm just having fun out here (laughs) it was truly so much fun Mm -hmm. um because like when else are you gonna do that as an adult I'm never gonna be in a messy obstacle course so it was it was fun it was really fun (laughs) and not only did you win the obstacle course you also we failed to mention you beat an olympian in that race yeah but yeah yeah yeah. which is incredible (laughs) but you also then were able to spend more time with clayton and have yeah you know i know i know you say you were laughing but a little bit of intimate time and so obviously you had your first kiss with him what was that connection like did sparks fly what were you feeling after that yeah, I mean, it was it was such a great moment because since that date, like since that group date was a little bit out of my comfort zone um, and being able to shine in that, like I went into it thinking I'm not going to stand out, like he's not really going to notice me. This isn't really like my time. And then when, you know, I ended up getting recognized and, you know, winning the date and, and getting that extra time with him, it was the perfect moment to kind of show him that, you know, sometimes even if I'm not like the loudest 
voice in the room, I'm still like there and engaged and present. And, um, you know, that was something I was able to tell him in our extra time. Mm -hmm. And I think he got to see, and I think he knew that about me. So the fact that he got to see me really like open up during the question and answer part with Seaway and then win the obstacle course against Marlena, Mm -hmm. uh, I think he could really tell that I was putting myself out there and just putting in effort, which is what he always, um, you know, said that he is looking for. So yeah, it was a great moment. And again, like in the very beginning at that point, I've only really had one personal, like one one one-on-one conversation with him. So Mm -hmm. it was good to just have that little bit of time to talk to him. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it worked out in your favor because you ended up getting that group date rose that night too. Yeah, I know. That was, it was a cool, cool day. I can't. Did you expect that? (laughs) I mean, no, I, I, I wanted it, of course. Like I was mm-hmm. like, this would be just like the cherry on top for, you know, putting myself out there and, and having, you know, building our connection. But I don't think you ever, ex- at least myself, like I, I never expected to be like recognized out of a group of that many women. So to be also amongst the group of like the eight women that were on that date to get the rose out of that was really special because we had some mm-hmm. really good girls on that date. Mm hmm. And it seemed like for the most part, besides a a select few, all of Mm -hmm. the women really, truly got along and seemed to hit it off. Uh, Mm -hmm. Obviously, we see on that that obstacle course date, we saw Shanae literally push Elizabeth over to get ahead. What were your thoughts when all of that? I mean, I'm sure in the moment you didn't see that happen, but I'm sure you heard about it afterwards. So what was going through your head when you heard about all of that? Yeah, I mean, in the moment, we had no idea. And since after the obstacle course, you know, I was like spending my one-on-one time with him. I didn't even know until the night portion when they, when Elizabeth and Sinead had kind of confronted each other in front of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it came out, at least to me. Um, and I was just really confused because I, I don't think any of us were really aware that there was any sort of tension between Elizabeth and Sinead. So, um you know, at the time, I'm like, maybe Sinead's just, you know, a physical, like, competitor and just, you know, I got the best of her. But, um, yeah, I think I was just mainly confused because I hadn't, like, seen any conflict before that. So, right. yeah, it was weird. Well, speaking of Sinead and the drama, what were your thoughts on all of the drama then that took place into the house? It wasn't just left on that group date, mm-hmm. that cocktail party. Obviously, it transpired into the rose ceremony and then what we saw last night after your one-on-one was her and Elizabeth still have some beef. I mean, I want to say it's more so her Elizabeth just kind of is confused, but what's your, what are your thoughts on all of that? Um, You know, to be honest, I really stayed removed from it. Um, I had individual relationships with Elizabeth and Shanae and, you know, didn't have a problem with them personally. Like I, I think it's, you know, right to like stand up for what is right and you know it's not okay for people to be calling out you know someone's mental health I think that like definitely crossed a line but um in terms of like the drama between them I think that it was genuinely based off of misunderstandings and just like two people that aren't meant to be best friends and I like think when you get Mm -hmm. a house full of 30 women that have rather strong personalities you know we're not you're going to click with who you click with and there's going to be other people that maybe you don't get along with as much. And I think that it was just yeah. that combination that they just weren't compatible as friends. And it just unfortunately like came out in the competition aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, Sarah, what I want to know is because mm -hmm. in last night's episode, then what we see is Shanae takes it mm -hmm. from saying, you know, Elizabeth to mm -hmm. Elizabeth and all the other girls. And she uses the term bullying. Would you mm -hmm. say that that was something that you witnessed in the house? Or would you say that that maybe was a bit of an exaggeration on Shanae's part? Yeah, I mean, from what I know. So also, conveniently, when I was on my one-on-one, -on -one, that was the day that all of this shrimp stuff happened. <laughs> I love the shrimp. Um, the damn shrimp. The shrimp stuff. Yeah, the freaking shrimp. We, we, every time, like, we have, like, I'm so mad warning. you missed that. Such a trigger. controversial Yes, literally trigger warning anytime you say shrimp. But, um, yeah, so I'm, like, I, because, so I come back to the house after my one-on-one, -on -one, and all I'm hearing is, like, shrimp, 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 and I'm, like, I don't know what anyone's I genuinely didn't know what anyone's talking about and I'm like when would I how am I the only person in this house that doesn't know what's going on and I'm like oh it's because I was the only one gone and every, 21 other girls were in the house together so I don't know exactly what went down that day but um what I heard was you know someone was offered shrimp someone denied the shrimp but it was potentially rooted in underlying tensions I don't know um but yeah, I forgot. I mean, <laughs> so much, so much has happened just over a pan of shrimp. Oh, Garlic who butter can do crazy things mm. to a person. Hey, I get I it. I take food very seriously, so I do understand. Right? It can, All it I, was, can get I was like, I ate a salad on my date. I was an offered shrimp, so I would have <laughs> taken the shrimp. <laughs> what is what is it with seafood on the show? Remember a few seasons ago, there's the like the whole thing with oh, scallops. Yeah. Now it's with shrimp. Next season, it's going to be with some damn lobster. Who knows? Lobster. It's just, stay away from the seafood, everybody. Okay, <laughs> yeah. speaking of, you were a very happy camper, I can only imagine, when you heard your name on that date card. Uh, did you think you were going to get yeah. that, that second one-on-one, -on -one, or what was going through your mind when your name was called? No, I really did not think it was going to be me at all. Um, I, like I said, I was like hopeful. I was like, okay, thinking like serendipitous, it would be the perfect timing for it since we were going off of that momentum. But I'm like, that just seems a little too perfect. So there's no mm -hmm. way that I'm going to get it. Um, and, you know, I was close with a lot of girls or like a couple of the girls in the house that had really strong connections with him. So I was kind of under the impression that it was going to like someone else. I was pretty convinced that it was going to someone else that I was close with. So when my name was announced, I was waiting for like that second name to be called as if it was going to be the group date card. Cause like, you don't really know mm -hmm. if it's going to be a one-on-one -on -one or a group date. So, you know, they like said my name and then paused and then we're all waiting. And then, you know, we read the line and I was mm -hmm. like, I don't know if it shows my reaction, but I, I remember being like, let me see the card. Like, I need to see the card. Like, I was like, it, yeah, yeah. Like, before I celebrated too hard, I was like, let me confirm that mm -hmm. that is just it's me. me. <laughs> the one I yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, if you didn't think that it was you, if you had to guess that week, who did you think that one on one was going to? Um, I thought it was going to be Rachel. Rachel and I were really close. And so, we had a conversation like right before um, we got that card. And we were both kind of saying the same thing like, oh, I think it's going to be you. I think it's going to be you. So, um, yeah, we both kind of thought it was going to be each other, but um, things. I have fun. I have to admit, when I was watching the episode back, mm -hmm. you know, prepping for the podcast, I like I didn't even think it was the week that I was hosting your date, and so I was just okay. like laying on the couch with Thomas, and all of a sudden they called your name on the date, and I was like, "This is the date! This is the date!" And I was like, <laughs> hitting Thomas, I was like, "Wake up, watch 
it. But oh my god, and I was like, oh my god, Beck is on my screen right now. <laughs> yes, I was so excited. Yeah. I was so excited to meet you. I will say, like, just oh. fresh up out the gate, seeing you two together because we spent some time when the cameras weren't rolling and when they yeah. were maneuvering yeah. and getting in place. Like, mm-hmm. just talking to you guys, it I could tell the connection off the bat. Like, it just seemed like you okay. were both very comfortable, <laughs> and I know. It was a very uncomfortable situation. Trust me, I would not have asked anyone to (laughs) just get naked and run around a city. That's not usually my MO, so I do apologize. But you two seemed like the best fit. And so when I sent you off, I was like, okay, I think they're going to be good. I think they'll make the most of it. Like she, because I could tell just how stressed and how much pressure he felt. And I was like, Sarah seems good. She seems lighthearted, fun. She really will make the most of that. So overall, Mm -hmm. besides the part where I was like stripped down to the skivvies, how did you (laughs) like the date? Um, I mean, just like you said, it was good. I liked the idea that he it was also a surprise for him and he didn't know what we were getting into. Again, I like now looking back on it and what I discovered like throughout that date was he was feeling a lot of pressure and he was um, like kind of in his head. So I think like presenting him with those challenges too, like definitely pushed him to like a different, you know, side of him that I think he like hadn't really shown yet Mm -hmm. um, to us on the show. So uh, you know, I think we, we hit one point where we had to write a song about each other and then sing mm-hmm. it um, like across the amphitheater with mics and they were working. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to test it, see if it's actually on. And it was on. Um, <laughs> oh, it, it was on. Yeah, oh, it was on. Oh, there, yeah, there were like people watching like cameras out and I'm like just so overwhelmed. And I, th- I, like, I hit a point where I like kind of got a, like a little bit upset because I was in my head and I was just... Like, I was so scared that he wasn't having a good time and that, you know, he's balancing so many relationships that his memory and, like, his first memory with me was going to be, like, uncomfortable and just not having fun. And, of course, you know, like, I hear him, like, he just came back from this amazing date where, like, he's on a yacht and a helicopter and, like, now he's, like, really insecure and, like, running around in his underwear with me. So I'm, like, I kind of got upset in my head because I'm, like, I could, like, go home. Like, this could be... You know, like it's a one on one. You're not guaranteed to come back. So I'm like, if he doesn't have a good time today, like I might go home. Like he might just be like, this isn't for me. And, you know, I didn't want to want it to be because of like the activities that we mm-hmm. were doing. That's um, that's yeah. really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's actually a very interesting point because yeah. the date really does contribute to your yeah. first memories together, mm-hmm. especially exactly. the one on one when you have an early one. Right. Exactly. So that's a very like valid thing to feel of like Mm -hmm. this date is pushing us out of our comfort zone. And is he now going to associate being uncomfortable with our first memory together? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I know Clayton has mentioned that he is kind of like a bit of a control freak and a scavenger Mm -hmm. hunt like that is really going to kind of push you out of your comfort zone. How Mm -hmm. did you feel on the date? Like, is that kind of like, are you like a go with the flow person, like very adventurous? Mm -hmm. Or are you also someone who is a little bit more like, ah, I'm being really pushed out of my comfort zone. And I kind of like to have that control so I'm I'm really spontaneous I'm very go with the flow so I you know I think I I embrace it and I was honestly fine with it like I thought it was cool to get in the underwear and and you know we were like breaking open these pinatas and and answering questions writing a song whatever like I I love the activity of that um so I really tried to embrace it and like push him to have a good time because like you said like he is you know all likes to be a little bit more in control um so I was fine with the activities. I think it just like, it hit me that I 
felt like he wasn't having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, the and then it, yeah, the pressure of it. And then it was also like the comparison to like, okay, he's had all these like picture perfect memories with everyone up until this point. And now like mm-hmm. this is going to be like his first bad memory or, you know, like first uncomfortable memory on the show. And it's right. going to be with me. Like, you know, I didn't, I just didn't want it to get in the way, but you know, the good news was that the, once we finished the scavenger hunt, even like part of the way through, we like, I think that moment where I got upset and he kind of came up to me and was like, we can stop this right now. Like, we don't have to continue doing this. Like, I'm uncomfortable too. I don't want this to be like, it's not about you. I'm like trying my best. We can stop right now. And, you know, we kind of had just like a little like come to Jesus moment where we're like, mm-hmm. okay, we're both struggling. We're both like embarrassed and uncomfortable and nervous that the other person isn't having fun. So like, let's get that out in the air and then we, you know, finish the rest of the scavenger hunt. And then once we got to sit and talk, I think like it definitely provoked a conversation that we wouldn't have had otherwise. So it ended up being good. It was a good, you know, it brought out like a different side of our relationship than I think a different type of date would have. So I'm, I'm grateful mm-hmm. for it. And I was grateful for it in the moment once we finished. But in the moment, it was definitely very, very trying. I I don't know. So I had a whole script that I, a lot of it was not included. But part of it was, mm-hmm. you know, because I know I've been in your position as, you know, one of many women. And then I've also yeah. been in Clayton's position where I've had so many, so many crazy random dates. And mm-hmm. um, part of what I was trying to portraying you guys and really wanting you to feel on that date was a lot of times when there was a date I wasn't necessarily comfortable with or where I was really pushed outside of my comfort zone and what I was used to I felt like you know if the guy was great it really bonded us in right a way that we probably wouldn't have gotten to that early on so yeah. I, I hope that's what you both felt do you feel like then leaving that scavenger hunt and being able to sit like overall you know the awkwardness and the uncomfortable aside that it, it pushed you guys to form a stronger bond earlier on yeah definitely I feel like it was one of those like relationship tests like make it or break it kind of moment like you say like it either makes you that much stronger or you know the opposite and so luckily Mm -hmm. I think that it just made us like that much stronger um and again I think it was also overwhelming because I wasn't prepared to like face those kind of Mm -hmm. challenges and like have those kind of conversations with him so early on um because I I didn't want to be like overbearing and be like oh my gosh we're just going straight into this but you know it's it's a short process so I'm I'm thankful that we were able to get there quicker I think it definitely like escalated our relationship forward a bit um but yeah I think it, it made us like that much stronger and especially going into the night I was just so much more relaxed and I felt like we were actually we actually knew each other um mm-hmm. so we had you know kind of officially get gotten over that like get to know you phase now we were just comfortable like could say anything could do anything that's what we always joked we were like um you know there was like you know obviously more uncomfortable situations that followed and every time we're like oh this is nothing like we've ran around downtown LA in our underwear and like sang a song about each other when we just met like a a microphone so like this is nothing what was the most uncomfortable was it getting down to the underwear or was it having to sing like what was the part where you were like oh shit I really don't want to do this yeah I mean the underwear wasn't a problem I was like it's like a bathing suit it's fine yeah but you know might as well see what we're working with but then it, I think it was more of the um, the questions were fine. I think it was truly like the singing and the more like the one on one stuff of like, OK, now I'll profess your feelings for each other. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, I, I'm so bad at to like verbally expressing like relationship 
emotions, like romantic emotions. I'm really mm -hmm. bad at, at like verbalizing that. So um, that also showed me that's something I need to work on. So. <laughs> well, there's there's two things that I really love um, that I just want to highlight from what you've said in mm -hmm. your day portion mm -hmm. is one, it sounds like you guys have the opportunity to really balance each other out. If he's kind of more like yeah. a control person and you're a go with the flow, like as that relationship grows, like you can really take on that role of being like, it's okay, like let's be spontaneous. And I think that that's a really nice balance. And I also love that mm -hmm. he communicated with you and checked in on you and said like, hey, if you're uncomfortable, I'm never going to make you do anything. Because yeah. I feel like that really creates a sense of safety in a relationship yeah. it like yeah he's showing that he's communicating he's checking on you and he's saying like i will never make you do anything that makes you so uncomfortable that you don't want to do it like i will never right. force you into this so yeah. did that kind of help because we really saw you open up and be vulnerable in the night portion of your date yeah. do you think that day portion is really what allowed you to share your story in the night portion mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like you said, I, I felt very like seen and understood. And even just, you know, I hadn't said anything to him, but he could just tell that I was kind of like starting to get upset. So the fact that he did and that he took a moment to say, okay, scratch the cameras, the mics, whatever, like, if you don't want to do this, like, we're not doing it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it felt like he was actually like paying attention to me and paying attention to our relationship and not just like this TV date, you know. Um, so I felt very like, yeah, very safe and very taken care of. And I felt like I could truly like say anything to him and he would understand. Um, and like you said, yeah, too, after that, I think I shared with him like in the following weeks that hit me that I was like, we, we, we actually balance each other well. Cause I feel like you always question like, oh, do I want to be with someone who's like very similar to me or very different than me? And I think we figured out that we had that good balance as far as, you know, like wanting to be more mature or be spontaneous. So I think that it, it definitely benefited um, to figure that out early on. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. And to play off of what Serena was just saying, too, I mean, that night portion, it's always when things get a little bit deeper, a little bit heavier. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, less of the fun, more of the real intimate moments. And yeah, we saw you share your adoption story with Clayton during mm -hmm. dinner. So could you get into a little bit more about that? And and I guess what I would love to know is how has that part about you shaped who you are as a woman today? Yeah, I mean, the last thing I wanted to do was, you know, go in and like trauma dump on someone or like, I don't want to call it trauma or like, you know, just share this like story that isn't relevant to what's going on. But the, what I, the reason I shared it is because it is relevant to like who I am and how I, you know, view family and children, relationships, all the above. So, um, you know, it was really, really important for me, um, to share that it was relevant because, you know, having been adopted and growing up in a family and a community that didn't look like me, um, having always felt isolated and ostracized and not really seen or appreciated for who I was, was just a really familiar feeling. And that's also a feeling that's kind of been consistent in my past relationships of, um, you know, just feeling like unseen and, and not appreciated. And so when I did feel very heard and understood by him that it was just that much more special because it was something that I had always been lacking and that I've never really had before. Um, and especially after, you know, this being this first date with this person being able to kind of open up about that stuff and share that with him, I felt, I think it says a lot that I felt safe to share that because it's yeah. often, you know, it's often something that you don't want to just dump on someone 
and when you first meet them, you know, it's a, it's a more personal thing, but, um, the fact that I was able to, to share that with him really meant a lot to me and that he, you know, obviously reciprocated well. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it was a beautiful story. I mean, you will very soon realize, especially after Mm -hmm. all airs and everyone has seen that conversation, um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people will come out to you through DMs or however else Mm -hmm. and thank you, people who, you know, grew up in similar situations or, you know, went through the adoption process. So it'll be I know it's a struggle. It's always kind of weird opening up to somebody on a first date, let alone everyone standing around you with the cameras and the lights and then knowing it'll be aired. But um, thank you, because I know it'll change a lot of lives. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, you know, that's like if I can, you know have that one moment of making a difference like within all of this that's that's really cool um Mm -hmm. because you know I like grew up not having someone to look at who had been through that so you know people can watch this and look at that and and, like see themselves in me um then you know that's all you can ask for yeah exactly (laughs) yeah and they will they definitely will will. good good it helps Um, that we were in the Van Gogh exhibit too I was like Oh, it was me. so it was so crazy. Jealous. I mean, like Beautiful. it was empty, like all for us. And then they had the string quartet with like, mm-hmm. it, it was really cool. So Sarah, I want to know, are, were you a fan of the show or do you have like friends that were fans of the mm-hmm. show before you came on? Um, I mean, I, I guess I would consider myself a fan. I wasn't like a fanatic. I think I started watching when Ben Higgins was the bachelor and then um, kind of pick and chose like what, what seasons I watched um but I'm actually like pretty close with uh Kit and now like Rachel from your season so no um, way yeah yeah oh my god that's amazing yeah are you you in New York yeah I live in New York okay yeah so then did did Kit or Rachel or just any of your friends give you like some really good piece of Mm -hmm. advice before you went on the show yeah yeah I mean Rachel was just like you know trust like what he's saying versus what anyone else is saying whether that's like a girl a producer anything like trust what he's saying um and really like try to establish that like honest communication um and then kit was (laughs) she's so funny she's like I definitely had some moments that like I probably like shouldn't have said, but I'm glad that I said them because it's all me like 100% me so she's like just like be yourself but also kind of like watch what you say sometimes, <laughs> um, which for me, like, wasn't a problem because I'm not, like, very outspoken at all. Um, but, yeah, I was trying to think what else. It was, like, minor things, like how to do your nails. So, like, I came in with all the mm-hmm. glue on nails ready to go. Um, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> I all feel like when people get, yeah. like, advice – if like you were like, oh yeah, I got advice from Kit and Rachel. I feel like listeners are probably like, oh, she got all of this like juicy stuff. But like the yeah, main no. advice is just like go in, be genuine, and like the details yeah. that you want to know is like how to pack. <laughs> like that yeah. is yeah. the best truly. advice you can get. Literally, no, seriously, it was literally packing in like like the day before I got to LA. I was texting Rachel like, what do I do about my nails? Like it's like that. That was the conversation because yes. mm-hmm. it's like you know every season is so different. Okay, before we get into our game with you, yeah. uh, we know that there's so much to come. We also know that you can't give a ton away yet. But if you can describe Clayton's season overall in three words, what would you say? Ooh, three words. Okay. Um, emotional. I'm trying to think of a good, like, 
adventurous mm-hmm. and unique. Okay. I like those. I do too. Oh, yeah. I want to slowly yeah. start combining the three words that everyone says each week to see like how many are the same or like what we're getting we into. I want to be able to like, prep. Saying, yeah. Like, what if people words. said? Yeah. We need to, like, um, you can't say dramatic. You can't say oh, amazing. Yeah, no. You can't say romantic. We need to like start creating a list of like blackout words. Right. That's why I said it's emotional, not as dramatic. I yeah. Emotional. Emotional. That's good. Um, yeah. I, the only <laughs> one I really remember was we had Jesse Palmer on the first episode and he said first, which makes sense because it was the first time mm. you guys were traveling again, the first time you were all back in the mansion, the first yeah. time he was hosting, all these new firsts, which that that's the only one I really remember. But That mm. kind of lines up with what you said about unique, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's very unique in like every well, aspect synonymous. of the word. We always play our games with everyone yes. that we have on happy hour. So okay. basically, this is just a fun, easy bachelor superlative. So we're just going to give you a sentence and then you just have to give us the first name that comes to mind from Clayton's group of women. So I'll start it off. So who is the most likely to get the party started? Oh, God, there's so many. Melina. Just one. Okay. Melina. Okay. Melina. 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 Okay. Most likely to get the ladies laughing. Jill. <laughs> I, we, I feel like we haven't seen enough of Jill yet. Who's the best cook? Elizabeth. I was gonna nice. say the shrimps. Nice. I was right? gonna say Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, That's why it was Elizabeth. Eat up all her shrimp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every right. morning Third. I would come down and she was like cooking a five course meal and I'm like eating the MMs from the candy jar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's always that. cooking. Yeah. Because I was like the house first, mom cooking. Who's the, who's the early bird of the house? The first to wake up in the mornings. Hmm. Unfortunately, often it was me because I wanted to have ample time to get ready because I was also, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was always nervous about being late. Um, so yeah, I was always up, but I think also Melina was always up because she would work out in the mornings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what does Good that feel her. like having nervous. time to work out on the show? Right. She would host <laughs> classes. I didn't participate, unfortunately, but (laughs) (laughs) I never worked out on the seasons. I was like, "Uh -uh, if I have extra time to sleep, I am sleeping in. Exactly. Who is most likely to be named Miss Congeniality? Miss Congeniality. Susie. I can see it. Who has the best smile in the house? The best smile? Mm hmm. Eliza. Mm, we were just talking about her. She's stunning. She always yeah. dresses so well. I love her style. Yeah. Who is the best dressed? Sierra. Okay. Yeah. Sierra with the body glitter, right? Mm-hmm. Love it. Who is the biggest gossip? Um. Oh. <laughs> uh... Oh, gosh. I don't want to say. I don't even know. I'm trying to think. I'm like, oh, gosh. I mean, right now, after what the viewers have seen, I'm sure they would say Shanae, just for the fact that she was telling all okay. Elizabeth stuff to everyone. But if that okay, makes it yeah. easier for you. I'm thinking, like, yeah. So I'll say Shanae. I'm- Who's most likely to steal Clayton first at a cocktail party? Cassidy. Who is the first to go to bed? Marlena. <laughs> okay. Who's the messiest? 
Mm. Oh gosh. I'm trying to remember because we would always joke about the kitchen would always be a mess, but mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't know who did it. Um, I'm trying to think who's messy though. Like who just like had the most shit thrown all over the rooms. Oh, hmm. Kind of Sinead. <laughs> Who is most likely to be found lounging by the pool? Mm. Lounging by the pool. I'm trying to remember who was out there. I think I want to say Melina again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Stream, you want to take the last one? I will. And most likely to be a bridesmaid in your wedding. Lindsay W. Nice. She was like the first friend that I made in the house. Um, Cause you know how they, we were all isolated. We've never seen each other. And then when they were, we were in the same limo. So when they were walking uh. us down to the limo, we like accidentally crossed paths and they were like, don't look at each other. And we we're like, <laughs> like, right, right. And then we had, you know, like a little bit of time to talk in the, in the limo. And then we just talked throughout the night. But yeah. We really close. Okay. Um, all right. Well, Sarah, before we let you go, it's time to share our rose and thorns of this week. So let us know what you thought was the best moment and the messiest. So to help out, I'll start first. Um, I'm going to start with the thorn. I would say it was Shanae and the fact that she kept referring to all of the other women in such mean derogatory terms. uh, Mm -hmm. It does not sit well with me and I hope she finds better vocabulary in the future. And I'm going to leave it at that. And then my Rose was hosting the date with you and Clayton. I know it was a very weird date that you definitely did not expect. But (laughs) it was so fun to just meet you and to get to know Clayton a little bit more. um, And to now, I guess, be at this point where we see really the beginnings of this beautiful relationship unfold. My thorn was I think Clayton missed a fantastic opportunity on your date, Sarah, to show off his freestyle rapping skills. He has been bragging about them on his Instagram, on the podcast. I was expecting a freestyle rap, and I was disappointed we didn't get it. And then Mm -hmm. for my rose, Becca, obviously seeing you on my screen. I mean, Sarah and Becca, a perfect pairing. (laughs) And I also honestly... I know there's been a lot of negative drama, but I loved the shrimp debacle. I just thought it was so mm-hmm. random and so yeah. funny and like not like nothing happened. But like for some reason, it was like such a big deal and I was living yeah. for it. Someone take up yeah. the red lobster. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. All, All right, right Sarah, Sarah, you're up. Your rose, rose and thorn. Thorn is definitely like the drama taking away time that could have been spent on good relationships and good relationship building um you know it's like we can laugh about it and like the shrimp thing was like really funny and kind of dumb but um at the end of the day it did take a lot of time and you know even like the drama in this episode ended up canceling the cocktail party before the rose ceremony um so like i didn't get to talk to him that night um so you know just like the drama like it is sometimes easy to laugh at but it took away a lot of time from everyone so that's definitely my thorn um oh okay my rose is definitely the nighttime portion in the van gogh exhibit it was just so like 
stunning. Like it's so up my alley. I love it. And the fact that we had it all to ourselves was just like surreal. And then we get to walk through it and like, you know, we're sitting at this table in this massive room and no one was like really near us. So it actually kind of felt private and mm -hmm. obviously it was like beautiful and just very serene. So, um, you know, it was a good, good place to have a good conversation. And I think we ended like the date feeling mutually good about our relationship and where it was going. So that was uh, a really good, good moment for me. Good. Well, I am so glad that we had you on again. It has been a pleasure talking with you. So good to see you. Yes, Welcome back anytime. We loved having you. Yes, and I would love to. In the meantime, have fun watching all of the crazy uniqueness unfold. Yes. Thank yes. you so much, Sarah. This was a yeah, pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. Okay. We'll see you soon. All right. Another one done. Such a pleasure. She's She was such a cutie when I first met her. So I'm glad that we were able to have her on. This was a really great interview. She was so sweet. And I feel like we actually, I love when we interview people and they give us little tidbits of things that we didn't get to see as viewers. And it kind of just mm -hmm. gives more insight into what was going on as a whole on the date and in the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you can relate to this. There's so much that people don't see. And so like, it's interesting to get Sarah and everyone else on here, their point of views, because they're watching a lot of this back for the first time alongside us. And so it is with fresh eyes and they, you know, they probably remember something a different way and then they see it all come together. So it's a wild ride. I can't wait to see Sarah a little bit more, see where her and Clayton go, because it seems like they really started off on such a solid foundation. Um, so time will tell. I mean, she said it's going to be unique, so I can't wait. I know, me too. Episode three, and we still have lots more drama and lots more romance to go this season, and lots more fashion. Lots more fashion. I love those recaps. I'm so glad that you are joining me to add those in, because it's such a fun little part to the day to start the podcast. I, I absolutely love it, and it's, Serena, I will say, you're pushing me outside of my usual way that I operate and how I watch the show because I'm paying attention to so I much love more. That, so thank Becca. you. You're welcome. You. I love being here and I love recapping the fashion with you. Such a blast. So thank you to all of our Bachelor Happy Hours for listening. And again, thank you, Sarah, for being here. It was such a fun morning. As a reminder, we are casting for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So if you have anybody in mind, whether it's yourself, a friend, a family member that you think would be great for the show, please head to bachelornation.com slash apply. Also, make sure to hit us up on social. You can follow us at, at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And from there, you'll be able to find everything you need to know to follow us on Twitter and TikTok. And please don't forget to subscribe. You can find Bachelor Happy Hour available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. And again, you can listen ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to our wonderful guest, Sarah. And we will see you guys next week. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. 
I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert. I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.